Oh, I don't know anything about German news. I've got nothing to say. Shut up and listen to this. I'm Conrad Werner and this is Megan's Megacan, in which you can catch up on German politics without even interrupting your weekend drinking. This week, we discuss Siemens' dodgy decision on its Australian coal mine, the EU trying to pretend that everything is fine in Malta, and Berlin's dodgy street names. Enjoy the show! Good evening, everybody. Hello. This is Megan, and this is Megan's Megacan, our podcast in association with Ex-Berliner magazine. Uh, you can find us now on their website, along with loads of other cool stuff in Berlin, all in English. I'm also here with my lovely co-host, Conrad Werner. Hello. Political columnist for the Ex-Berliner. Yes. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank. It's nice for the, for the first time that I that was acknowledged on the airwaves, so to speak. I've never been called the political economist for the Explainer. Oh, I've outed you now. It's a on, very cool on, thing on, an, on any media other than in Explainer. We are here because it's important that we bring the people, the people of of wherever people are listening. <laughs> this sort of news from from this week relating to happening in Germany or related to Germany. Yes. Also in English because genuinely German is really hard. I know. And I'm sick. And concentrating on German politics is quite hard. What are we doing um, this week? Well. Well. <laughs> I went to Edeka today because they have fancy mega cans also in the freezer, which is helpful because not a lot of um, supermarkets here refrigerate items, which drives me up the fucking wall. Hmm. They do. And I discovered that there's a new mega can out. <laughs> <laughs> a red letter day. Jack, in- Jack Daniels and Barry. I am 100% certain that this is going to be disgusting. But it doesn't I think it. we owe it to our listeners. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to, to mega cans to test it because it's new and that's exciting. It's, very, it's, a, it's a willfully vague title, isn't it? Jack Daniels and Yeah, Barry. I was trying, I was like looking at it and it's just like, you know, Jack Daniels, Tennessee, sour mash whiskey. They just shove Perfect those mist berries of in. Whisk- whiskey and berry. Like it's there's like, no, oh. there's no real other thing. It's like, like they didn't know what they were when they put them in. It's like oh, it's just some berry. I mean, God knows. It's not even fruits of the forest. No, it's or just... like yeah, and I feel like fruits of the forest. If you have an opportunity to use that phrase, use it. No, just didn't. Right. Okay. Well, we have at it, and then you can start telling me things that I don't want to hear. Cheers. Cheers. We're... Oh, here we go. Yeah, that's pretty weird. I don't hate it, but I think that's because I can't really taste it. I can sort of smell it. It smells like kind of like a like an like an like a supermarket own brand Ribena. That is close. It's just not as sweet. It's like Vimto. It's like an alcoholic mm. Vimto. Apparently, according to the... A I'm cheeky at the Vimto. Isn't that what Charlotte Church used to drink? 
Why do I have that knowledge? Like, why can I not remember any German politician's name, but I can remember them? Like, well, it's good if you've got like a a urinary tract infection. Yeah, or 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 a Wiener schnitzel. I often like a bit of cranberry <laughs> on my Wiener. Right. Shall we start talking about something that might actually make sense? So the news today, we've got a rattle through. Starting off, yes. we've got to catch up on because last week we were saying, "Oh, it's good news, isn't it?" About Siemens inviting Luisa Neubauer from Fridays for Future. I got all excited by that, didn't I? To be on their Aufsichtsrat, and they were making making a key decision about whether to invest in an Australian coal mine, the Adani Mining Project. And we thought, oh, maybe they won't invest in this because a lot of other companies are not investing in coal in Australia because you might have noticed that Australia is on fire and <laughs> and it might not be a good idea to invest in coal there anymore. Right, yeah, that seems sensible. Let but, me... Did, did Siemens make the right choices, <laughs> even though I explicitly told them what I thought they should do? The a German engineering con- conglomerate has a uh. contract worth roughly 18 million euros and it has decided to invest that money after all and supply the Carmichael Andani mine in Queensland near the Great Barrier Reef for more poetic effects, which is, of course, um, eroding because of climate change. Um, and Joe Kaiser, Kaiser, the Siemens CEO, tweeted in English... Just finished our extraordinary managing board meeting. We evaluated all options and concluded we need to fulfill our contractual obligations. Also, we will establish an effective sustainability board to better manage environmental care in the future. What do you think about that, Megan? I don't don't even have... I don't even have any words for that. Like... What... What a nonsense thing to say. We have to fulfil our contractual... We decided to go with the money and we're also going to create some kind of meaningless board that won't do anything because we've just shown that we're just going to do whatever the where the money is. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, like... Like, I, I... It's unsurprising, but it's just doubly depressing because of this whole business, how it was a, a huge... Uh, there are huge demonstrations about it and um, a lot of companies are already pulling out of this project it's not like you know like it's not like this would be an unprecedented move from Siemens and they just decided nah actually it's probably better just to get this 18 million 18 million euros is not even that much money I was thinking that like I mean I don't you know have 18 million like lying around but it wasn't as big a figure as I thought no I was like dude like at what like you know, I understand that I don't really maybe have the same like value system as someone running like a massive multinational technology corporation because I'm a bit of a communist <laughs> and I don't think people should be able to make money. No. Not quite, but yeah, I, I get that. And then there's like putting money into coal in a in a place that's on fire. Yeah. And like people and and animals and like thousands of species are dying because it's on fire i 500 million animals were burnt to death it's terrible um so yeah did you know the siemens the original siemens family are buried near my house just a little (laughs) bit of a thing where we normally record 
Regan's mega can. A stone's throw away. The original, the the original Siemens. They were like um, like industrial magnets. In that big grave, in that big graveyard, like at, at Hallish's tour. Yeah, yeah, they were buried there. Oh, we, can go and, like, we can go and listen later, see if they're rumbling, if there's any rumbling underground from them turning in their grave. Yeah. Probably not, though. No, probably not. Like, you know, 18 million, what are you going to do? Yeah. Congrat, congrat, contractual obligations. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they were going to be sued for, like, loads, though, if they were already in contract. But also, it's on fire, and yeah, you well, have they can, they get more money time. than God. So companies get sued all the time. I know. That is not a problem. Like they can they can deal with a bit of legal action. Um and and Siemens especially you they've know, had a lot of Why problems. would you when you can just fulfill your contractual obligations yeah. and literally add fuel to the fire that will soon consume us all. <laughs> yeah. Sweet Jesus Lord. Okay. Have they not seen those those koalas. Anyway, um, what about Joey? The Joey was stuck on the barbed wire. Do you see that? Ah, no. Okay, doesn't matter. Stop. <laughs> uh, oh Lord. He doesn't right. care. Joey, Joe Kayser, who's Joey Kayser, he looked at that Joey, Joey hanging from that barbed wire fence <laughs> in Australia like, and mate, thought, "No, oh, well, you know, people have well, got." You know, if they want to survive in this world, it's got to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Nobody handed me anything. No. Why should that, why should CEO that little, or whatever he is of Siemens. Not baby kangaroo get anything out of life. Um, right. What's next? Malta. Have you heard oh, of Malta? I what, have heard what of Malta. Your, what are your main associations with the My main associations Malta? with Malta are they have bullshit abortion laws. Um... It's really almost impossible there to get an abortion. There's a lot of stigma around it. People are basically... Yeah, I guess it's quite a religious country. Would that be fair? Yes, I believe so, yes. Um, they have. I think I use abortion laws as my kind of barometer of like whether I feel good about somewhere or not. But you may also remember that in uh, 2017, 16, a journalist was murdered there. I do remember hearing about by this. a car bomb. She was exploded, and uh, mm-hmm. Daphne Caruana Galizia, mm-hmm. and that resulted in a long, ongoing, um, various investigations, which have been very slow. And this last weekend, the Prime Minister Joseph Muscat resigned and made way for a new Prime Minister, Robert Abela, of the Labour Party. They're both in the Labour Party, and it's a bit like in uh, the UK where. Whoever's in charge of the biggest party becomes prime minister automatically, okay. which is really unconstitutional, if you ask me. But that is another issue. <laughs> anyway, I mean, like, he doesn't get voted. But anyway, that's how it works in the UK. And that's also how it works in Malta. Malta's yeah. the smallest member of the EU. Mm-hmm. About half a million people live there. And that is really small. And like, I come from a small country, and that is that's really small. There are major. Um, like major indications like two of uh, Muscat's ministers and one of and and his chief of staff are implicated in this murder they were questioned over this murder the whole the whole and the whole lot of them are not looking particularly 
And so the new prime minister, so that he was basically eventually forced to resign over this. He said, like, eventually they eventually said, we can't, you, you can't in any way say that you're, you're a legitimate government anymore. So eventually they forced him to resign. But the new prime minister isn't really that much better. Like, he's a little bit better in the sense that he's just not this guy. He's just not Joseph <laughs> Muscat. And he was not, and he's not implicated in the murder. And and but he's from the same party, and in his campaign, he didn't ex- expressly criticize Muscat, and Muscat like was quite happy to hand over to him. So it's like it's a bit of a um, a dodgy situation, anyway. Okay. Now, why are we talking about this? Well, this we're is going to be politics. my question. I mean, this is very important. But what is the connection with old uh, Deutschland? Well. Um, Germany also is part of the EU, and you might remember (laughs) that Germany got to uh, name the president of the EU in Ursula von der Leyen last year. They did. Good old Ursula von der Leyen. A person that I will always see in my mind's eye riding a white horse. (laughs) Like, I just can't. And I did Google that did i tell you this pictures ursula von der leyen horse there are so many pictures online of oh, her on horses she loves horses it's she, all there in the name she loves anyway, horses and having sorry. babies she's got like seven babies oh. children and she's got a farm um right so what sh- her surely the eu should be a bit like here malta like eu you're not supposed yeah. to be like uh I, they, this shit show yeah, so the European Commission and the European Council, which we know from our friend Sophia, are two parts of the no, three pillars. I'm panicking because I'm like, oh, <laughs> Sophia, I'm failing you. There are so the two bits, are, I do, but I just can never remember what they're called. They have not done very much about this at all. Like, they have not criticised. Shocking. Like, they have not, like... <laughs> Shocking. The other part of the EU uh, government is the European Parliament, right. which is full of all the MP- MEPs, yeah. yeah? So they sent an emergency delegation... Um, including a German MEP called Sven Giegold to go to Malta to sort of last December, so about six weeks ago, and go like, what has been going on? Why aren't you investigating this murder properly? And what about all the connections with the Panama Papers, which your government ministers and these two of the ministers who were involved were also named in the Panama Papers. So obviously they had an interest because Galizia, this journalist... Yeah, she was kind of uncovering all of that, wasn't she? She was uh, publishing all the, like, corrupt information, the information about the corrupt government in Malta there. And then she died, then she was murdered. Um, So they put on this all this pressure, Sven Giegold and a Dutch MEP called Sophie Instvelt, um, and they are like saying, well, basically, this is not good enough. We are not putting in any pressure on Malta to uh, clean up the, its act. Yeah. In the same way, we're not putting any pressure on, for example, Poland, who have done, the, um, done all their weird legal reforms, which give the government way too much power. Yeah. And uh, Hungary, which is just like a bit... I don't want to get started on Hungary. Let's not get started on Hungary. But like all these problematic governments. And yeah. yeah. So, um, and von der Leyen. So arguably the United Kingdom. But (laughs) let's also not get started on that. See, this is the thing. You should mention that because I think that is a good, this is a good argument why, um, why Britain never really needed to leave you know the EU anyway because apparently you can do what you like as a government of exactly. the EU exactly they seem not, to be opening like, our doors to yeah. fascists yeah. you're like hey that's like, cool. it doesn't like, really matter that much if you're inside investigative of, like, journalists that's fine um, so all these 
parliamentarians are saying like the EU needs to start its own investigation. It needs to put like more pressure. It needs mm-hmm. to like, um, and it needs to start what's called like an EU rule of law procedure. I'm not a big expert, but basically you can like uh, send like people, and you kind of like have to assess like whether Malta has an effective rule of law or not. Oh, okay. And the EU Commission has chosen not to do that, and instead. Also, von der Leyen gave out this statement, which said the Commission is also in touch with the Maltese authorities on the reform of the judicial system and will continue to work with the authorities to accelerate these reforms. That's as far as it went. And is uh, the same person writing her tweets as writing the Siemens lads' tweets? Just like, <laughs> we need you to say something utterly, yeah. utterly meaningless. Uh, we're going to continue with the status quo. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's what's been happening in Malta. And now you know that um, Ursula von der Leyen is basically a moral vacuum. (laughs) To be honest, I wasn't holding out any massive hope. But I mean, (laughs) sometimes it's good to have these things confirmed. Yeah. Like, I feel then, you know, there's that kind of thing about like hope is the most dangerous, dangerous thing. So I feel as soon as it crushed out of me, there'll be a whole other space for other emotions yeah I mean you know like it's bad like I could like there are just other countries you like think okay if you're a blogger in Saudi Arabia or in Vietnam you know like that is a bad situation Mm. and there's those people there are extremely brave those women who do blogging in Saudi Arabia those people are extremely brave like any kind of journalism but in the EU you'd expect you not to get murdered to be a journalist, you know, not to actually get murdered. Like, Russian yeah. journalists get murdered. Yeah. And you'd think, like, EU is supposed to be this last bastion of liberal values and democracy. And then we just allow that to happen. We just allowed that murder to happen. Um, oh, God. Anyway, Oof. that's what I think about that. Brilliant. Yeah, great. <laughs> Moving on. We had such a happy episode last... Yeah, but you know, and not only if we like gone last. downhill, we've gone like into last week's episode, sucked the good news out of that, shat all over it. Here we are. Right, what are we talking about next? The, the next one is we're going to uh, our, what is happening. Maybe a lot of our listeners live in Berlin, and so you might want to know what is happening in some of the local Berlin news. Is that happy news? It's sort of middle, slightly amusing news. Well, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> and also bad, basically. So you know about uh, the Afrikaner Schafutl in Vedding? Have you heard of this? I do. I'm not super familiar with Vedding. Oh. I get a bit freaked out when I go there because I don't know my way around. Yeah. Like well, knitter. But you know why... I basically why just don't leave my cold. <laughs> no. Well, no one ever does. It it's just so beautiful. I know. You can't leave. Um, Was that a diss? Just because you live up in the fancy pants Kreuzberg. <laughs> that wasn't... No. Any, um, I, so, oh god, you, that you mega can jeepers! It's it's really something. It's got, it's got like an aftertaste, isn't it? I don't know if I love it's it like or assisted, like. Acidic. I don't mind it as much as I thought I was going to not be able to drink it. Oh. So you know why it's called the Afrikanische Viertel? No. Well, some of the street names and square names are named after African countries. Is it like the Holy Lands in Belfast? There's an area in Belfast where all the street names are named after um, kind of Jerusalem Street, Nazareth Street, like 
Yeah. And it's referred to as the student area. So all the students of Belfast live in the Holy Lands. Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> yes, it is similar to that then. Nice. And also, uh, some of the streets are named after 19th century German colonialists. Oh, great. Those lads. Such as... I don't feel we celebrate them enough, <laughs> to be honest. Jeez. <laughs> Luckily, um, <laughs> they did celebrate them quite a lot in the in the 20s and 30s to the extent that they were they got a lot of big streets named after them specifically Karl Peter uh, Ali if Peter's they didn't Ali. have enough <laughs> and um, Nachtigallplatz that's just named too there's actually one in Neukölln that's named after one of these fellas too there's one in Wilmersdorf and one in Neukölln um, Wiesmannstraße Wiesmannstraße oh it's uh, parallel with Hermannstraße going up from Hermannplatz uh, between Hermannstraße and um, uh, Hasenheide. Uh, so yeah. there's a Wiesmannstraße there. That's not far from here. He's, he was a, an, um, a German colonialist. That was, that was a good choice of noun. I was about to come in with someone and else there. But. About three years ago, the new Berlin government, the red, red, green government, said we can't really do this anymore. This is not on. And we want to change those names, and we want to introduce not only that, change the names, but um, have like exhibitions, like sort of educating people about German colonialist history. Yeah, yeah. So that is going to be part of that. Not um, unsurprisingly, some everyone was like, "Do you know what? That's cool. It's not okay to yeah. name things after people who like perpetuated like the horrors of colonialism." Is that what happened? <laughs> well. <laughs> No one really cares, except oh, a few gosh. old ladies living in Vedding have now complained this week about having their street names changed, and they have been um, fined. They say they've been fined, but basically they have been charged because the, their complaint was rejected, and now they have to pay the costs of that, which amounted right, to... Right, okay. Which amounted to €148.27 Euros 27 cents right. that they each have to pay. And now that might the be quite a lot if you are sets, an old person. Which is a lot of money if you're a pensioner. Um, and they are now at the Bietet Berlin, which is like the tabloid here. Uh, they did a story the uh, saying these old ladies being punished for making a complaint about having their street names changed. Okay. Um, so... What, like... Do, do we have any... Did they put any reasons a, in why they were complaining about it? They just don't want to they get confused <laughs> yeah they just don't want I, I can't imagine it's because they love Carl Peters no but I mean the ladies here are not the problem the fact is that the bit set which is a bit of a sort of not quite as bad as the sun possibly but like that kind of thing has picked this up yeah it's a Springer paper and it's a what's well, like, a Springer paper well, it's like the built is a Springer paper and the Welt it's like the it's like the closest that Germany has to the Murdoch Oh, weeping Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like to, be, to put this into a bit of context, like there are, there's a bit of nuance here. Like some of them, like Nachtigall is not quite as like racist as Karl Peters was. There's like a little bit, like it, we shouldn't just say they're all, they're all the same, but they did all perpetuate the same system. Karl yeah. Peters was like really evil. Yeah. He started this um, For- Verband, this Altdeutsche Verband. <sighs> Which, which, which was gonna... it's like a forerunner of the Nazi Party, basically. And he was um, in under the in the Weimar Republic. He he was like um, convicted of something posthumously because he died in 1918, I think. And 
Adolf Hitler, one Adolf Hitler, you might have heard of, <laughs> rehabilitated him, like got his conviction when oh, he lovely. came to power. Yeah. And it was under in 1939 that Karl Peters Ali was named Peters Ali. So, right. There is definitely like with Karl Peters, he's like definitely like major Nazi associations with him, and that is a big street in the in the um, street. A lot of the other people, you'd say like, okay, they were just people, but they were obviously all part of the colonial thing. Yeah. And um, this is the thing, it's it's not like, you know, and, and people get very upset. I was listening, it was interesting because the episode of the Dolly Parton, Dolly Parton's America podcast that I was listening to earlier was dealing with this idea of like, um, a lot of the kind of Confederate soldiers uh, or the Confederate generals being taken, statues and stuff of them being taken down in the South. And it's the same idea and, and people getting very upset about this and... You know, he wasn't like, yes, there can be nuance. Yes, some of these guys might not have been as bad as other guys, but like, it's not like a huge, we're not deni- stripping them of their human rights. No one needs to have like a street named after them. No. But like, if there's actual people walking around in bedding going, this makes me super like uncomfortable. Um, yeah. And there's also the one in Mitte as well, like Morgenstrasse or whatever, which is like, yeah, I mean, that's like just a, really racist. A racist term. Like, uh, just just like it's like what's it to you like what does it really exactly. mean what is it like, why do exactly. you care so much it's like, like when people like, get all like it's just a, a a natural it's like a correction of yeah. bad decisions that were made in the past that have been corrected also one of the real like tennessee ladies on the on the dolly parton podcast had a great phrase she was like well yeah that's you know the past but when we know better we ought to do better and I thought that was that was good. Yeah. We're not kind of like indicting everyone in the past for like having different views to us, but we know better. I know. And then they're all like, "Oh, it's like such a terrible." And then, then oh, they're going to do exhibitions now and just say and just say empire is bad and there's going to be no like no. And like, well, yeah, it is bad, and there needs to be more education about it, especially about the German one, especially about Namibia and all the. Um, the skulls and stuff that we still have here that have to be taken back there all that, you know all that kind of thing Jesus Christ also just a bit more a little bit more context several other towns in Germany have had a Karl Peters named street or place or or, or Ali named after them and they've all like most of them have already changed the name so German Berlin is really just catching up with places like Kiel and Hanover Right, lads, I think it's time. Like, Carl Peters, he doesn't get an LA. No. No. He doesn't need one. Could we have a vote? Because on the... Uh, just to come back to Dolly Parton, one of the suggestions is that they remove this Confederate guy from, like, some place in um, uh, Tennessee and they put in a bust of Dolly Parton instead. <laughs> so I feel like we yeah. could maybe have some kind of Volksabstimmung about, like who gets well, to be the streets <laughs> and I think Dolly Parton could be one maybe also some nice Schlager singers who else could we have um, who's fun in German well well, I, there is a, I have one more funny thing, story to say about this because <laughs> just one last thing because we're actually out of time but I wanted to mention this that in 1986 the, um, the street was Peter's Allee was going to be renamed and they were going to rename it to someone called. Um, oh, 
he basically he was also called Peters, <laughs> but he was like a CDU politician. Oh, and but a resistance kind of guy. He was in the war. He was someone in the war. He was like not not evil. And okay. and they were gonna. But he was also called Peters. And then everyone was like, yeah, but you're cheating now. You're like you're just sort of you can't you know you got to change it to someone. You can't just say I oh, will keep the name, but we'll just pretend it's we named it after someone else. And um, there's a bit of obviously there's been a huge discussion. The reason why this was all decided three years ago, basically, and they're still deciding what to name these these streets. That's one of the reasons. And so they are the initiative is to change them to uh, people from Africa who were part of the kind of anti-colonialist resistance movement. So they do are, that. That sounds yeah. brilliant. So yeah, yeah. Probably anyway. in the long run, it makes more sense than Dolly Parton, but. <laughs> You know, you could call it Parton Ali. I expect the old ladies would be happy with that. Aye, but no, we should probably also <laughs> honour some like actual people. But you know, they'd be like they'd probably, <laughs> they'd probably thank God Dolly Parton is being honoured. <laughs> okay, the recognition in, she deserves <laughs> in Reading. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, sort of. That's I it. I mean, I always feel a bit, I feel more knowledgeable, but maybe less filled with hope. At least I'm sort of quasi-drunk on a relatively disgusting drink. Yeah, I am too. I've only got like halfway through that, but I'm also sick. I mean, it grows on you. The problem with it is it doesn't have the... Um, you don't really get the, the whiskey as much. No. As you do with the ginger. It is worryingly just like an alcopop, like children's booze, yeah. all those things we started. Yeah. If I was on. a child, I would love this. Yeah. Anyway... I'm worried we've now scuppered any sponsorship deal with Megacans, which is really obviously what I'm all about here, but... You never know. I think it's always good, like, the best people you know who do, like, product endorsement are honest about it, because then, you know, people can trust them. Yeah. Anyway, thank you all very much for listening. Thank you. Uh, Have a great weekend. Go have a a Megacan. Maybe not the berry one, but... Yeah, stick to the classics. Cola, stick to the classics. Cola, Always. ginger. Cola, ginger, uh, gin tonic, I would say. Good, Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>